This week, we celebrate the holiday of Thanksgiving. And as it says right in the name, this is the prime time of the year to give thanks for everything that we have in our life. To sum it up in one word, gratitude. The term gratitude to me is very similar to the term faith. You hear both when you're very young for the first time. You pretend to know what they mean, but <laughs> you really don't. And you go on your own way. When you're very young, there's no ramification for going on your own way. Sure, maybe mom and dad ask you what you were grateful for today or force you to go to religious services, but if you don't actively seek out gratitude and faith, there's no real ramifications. But why would you seek those things out? You're a kid. Life is awesome. You're full of childlike wonder and innocence with no true regard of where it came from and no regard for how quickly it could be taken away. Some time passes, and one day you blink a little too long, and you open your eyes, and suddenly you're a young adult. The events that took place during that oh-so-little blink have had quite the impact on the course of your life. You become wonderfully aware of the concepts of love, wisdom, the pursuit of happiness, while at the same time you become painfully aware of loss, grief, suffering. At the same time, while all of this is going on, the concepts of gratitude and faith have either found themselves at the forefront of your mind or all the way in the back. Now, you still pretend to know what they mean, but you really don't know what they mean, and you go on your own way. Except this time, when you go on your own way, the ramifications become quite real. Because of my choices, I found myself on a path that I had unknowingly set for myself because of my perspective on gratitude and faith. The beginning of this path, the first stop on this journey, the end. Beginning at the end, yeah, it doesn't sound like much of a journey after all, does it? Well, in the case of gratitude and faith, it's quite the contrary. This journey started for me during a transition point from high school to college. In the beginning of the journey, I could pretend to know what I was grateful for, but I didn't really know why I was being grateful for it. Sure, I could always say out loud how I was grateful for my family, my friends, my health, the life that I had, but in my heart of hearts, I knew that wasn't really a reality. I could say I was grateful, but I wasn't really grateful because my mind was somewhere else. I was too consumed by the fluff. What is the fluff? The fluff is all the extra bits and pieces that during the time seem like they're absolute life and death. But once hindsight makes everything 2020, you start to realize that it didn't really matter at all. The other part about the fluff, the dangerous part about the fluff is that it's comfy. It's fluffy like your favorite pillow. It's oh so nice and easy to sink right into it and get lost. Most importantly, when things don't go our way, instead of getting back up and fighting on, we find comfort in the fluff. We sink right back down into it and are comforted by the thought of what could have been and the thought that if I never get back up again, at least I know that this will all come to an end eventually. And right there is how I found myself at the end. Lost in the fluff and I had no intention of getting back up. During this time in my life, I was lost in the idea that I didn't get into my dream school. I didn't achieve various goals that I wanted to. I didn't make the right moves along the way. All the steps that I wish I could have taken, but I didn't. I lost my sense of ambition. I was comforted by the dreams of what could have been. And the form of gratitude that I chose to practice was, at least I know sooner or later, no matter what, this will all come to an end eventually. I am still young and naive, but oh, to think how young and naive I was. But this is about gratitude and faith. So where was faith in all of this? Well, faith isn't fluff. Faith is very, very real. For me, I place my faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
I know that's not the case for everybody, but whether you choose to place your faith in a higher power or in yourself, I think there's something that everyone can take away from this. Just like gratitude, you aren't born with faith. It's taught. My teacher growing up was my grandmother. She taught me all about what it meant to have faith in Christ. And while I pretended to know what she was saying, I really didn't, which is perfectly normal. And guess what? I still don't, which is also perfectly normal. I lost my grandmother during my teen years. And with her went the strength that I had in my faith. No, my faith wasn't gone, but it certainly wasn't the same level of strength that it was when she was here. Don't get me wrong. My family certainly was there to help me during this transition period in my life and keep my faith intact. But my main teacher wasn't there. My main source of strength wasn't with me to help faith be at the center of my life. When I got to college, I struggled at first. Faith wasn't part of my life. But as time went on, I met fellow classmates who did have faith at the center of their life. So even when I was away from my family, I still had a resource to turn to that helped faith still remain present in my life. As I spent more and more time with them, I saw the impact that faith had on the outlook of their own lives. I think what really was the difference for me compared to hearing it from my family was now I was hearing it from people who were my own age. We hear a lot from our family that we choose to ignore. And once you hear from someone outside of your family, it starts to sink in a little more. Hearing it from these outsiders who weren't a part of my family who were close to me in age, had a significant impact on me because for the first time, really, I didn't feel I was alone in my own faith. I didn't feel that everyone who was older than me was the only one who maintained faith in their life. I heard their stories, and no matter how bad things were now, they always had faith that tomorrow it would be better. It was contagious to see people my own age think this way, so contagious that it woke me up from my nap on that ever-so-comfy fluff And finally, I got up. No longer was I focused on the end. I had my entire future in front of me. I had all the time in the world on my side to forget about the past and make the future something incredible. And through my rekindled relationship with Christ, I was ready to take on the opportunities that tomorrow had in store. Part two of the journey, tomorrow. Once I reached this part of the journey, once again, being young and naive, still am. I really thought that I had reached the true destination that this journey was leading to. On the worst days, I found solace in coming home at night and knowing that tomorrow the Lord would grant me a fresh slate. I told myself that if I just had enough faith in the Lord, that no matter what was going on tomorrow, tomorrow, the Lord would be there to fulfill everything that I wanted. This is an example of a normal conversation I would have with God during this time. Sure, right now I'm grateful for my family, my friends, all the things that I have in my life. But what I am so grateful for, God, is that tomorrow is a day that presents a brand new opportunity. And I know, God, that my faith is so strong in you that it might not be tomorrow, it might not be the next day, but I know that tomorrow, sometime in the future, tomorrow and the future are one and the same. Tomorrow, tomorrow, you will give me everything that I want because I have faith in you. And for that, I am so incredibly grateful. When I say this out loud now, it sounds entitled, arrogant, and once again, naive. This whole time I've stressed the importance of defining terms, but I'm yet to offer a definition for gratitude or faith. During the second stop on my journey, the tomorrow phase, I would have told you, gratitude is the quality of being thankful, of course, and faith, well, faith, of course, is having complete trust in something or someone. In my case, I have complete trust in the Lord and his plan for me. I know that he will give me the gifts tomorrow to help that plan come into fruition. I am still young and naive, but 
Oh, to think how young and naive I was. The moment I can pinpoint how I knew I needed to move on from this point in the journey was the first time I caught a break. I caught a break. I reached the dream goal that tomorrow was supposed to bring. It happened. I got everything that I ever wanted. And yet after the initial rush, I went back to feeling the exact same way as I did before. I couldn't understand it. I had reached my goal. I had reached everything I ever wanted. And yet this sense of joy from accomplishing everything that I wanted suddenly turned into angst from wanting more. I didn't care about what I accomplished. All I wanted to do was accomplish the next thing, get to the next tomorrow. I may never have a complete definition for gratitude or faith, but what's important is that those definitions evolve and grow over time. As I began my search to find out why tomorrow hadn't brought me that sense of joy that I was looking for, I began to realize a couple of things. First of all, the answer was right in front of me the whole time. Those initial sit-downs with mom and dad where they ask you what you're grateful for today? Yeah, when mom and dad say it, we rarely listen. But then your friends begin to say it. You start to hear, I'm so glad that we're all here together today. Or, I'm so glad that you all were able to help me get through this today. Then you hear it from your teacher or your boss. I'm incredibly thankful for all of your hard work today. You hear it from a stranger. Thank you for all of your kindness today. You hear it from your partner. Out of all the people in the world right now, I'm so glad that you were the one who's by my side today. Once I put it all together, I thought I'd cracked the case all by myself, but in reality, it was a byproduct of everyone around me. Everyone around me who had been saying it all along, but I was so focused on tomorrow that I was blind to the real destination of the journey. Part three, today. For the longest time, I wasn't in tune with today. The voices of loved ones would go in one ear and right out the other, and the experiences of today would be on a fast track right to the back of my mind. Why was this the case? Well, at first I was so consumed with the lost gratitude of the past, and eventually I was consumed with the dreamt gratitude of tomorrow. The faith I had in tomorrow was so strong, but the faith I had in today was nowhere to be found. Once I <laughs> came to this conclusion all by myself, my definition of gratitude and faith once again changed. Gratitude was now the quality of being thankful for everything I have, now and forever, but especially today. Faith was having complete trust in someone or something, from now and forever, but especially today. I was ready to take the day head on, ready to embrace all of the moments that were presented to me today. Taking in the moments is the easy part. Being in the moment is not the same as taking it in. I'm still young and naive, but oh, to think how young and naive I was. Like I said, when I began my search to find why tomorrow didn't bring me the joy I was looking for, I realized a couple of things. The first was that the answer was in today, but the second was the real key. I may never have a complete definition of gratitude and faith, which is completely normal, but it's important that my definition of gratitude and faith grows over time. Today, my definition of gratitude reads like this. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful now and forever while showing appreciation and paying it forward. Faith is having complete trust in someone or something now and forever while showing appreciation and paying it forward. The part of gratitude and faith that is so easy to miss is that their relationship. It's easy to take in all of the moments, the time spent with family, the laughter with friends, the beauty of nature. So easy to take in. But if you aren't able to pay forward the joy that you feel in those moments, then you 
truly haven't embraced them. I like to think that we're all on a mission to spread love out into the world. And when you're on a mission to share love with as many people as possible, it makes sense that you'll want to share what you're grateful for. But if you reflect on your life and you realize that you haven't spread that same love that your family shows to you, you haven't spread that same laughter that your friends give to you, you haven't spread that beauty that nature provides to you, then you're not truly grateful for the moment yet. And if you're yet to be truly grateful for everything that you have, the Lord knows that you're not truly grateful for everything that you have yet. And Lord knows that you're not ready to take more onto your plate yet because you're not truly grateful for what you have already. And when you reflect on that time when you caught a break, that wasn't a result of your undying gratitude to the Lord. That was a sign, a sign that you're not ready to enjoy these gifts of tomorrow because today you haven't fully appreciated what you already have. There is joy and love to be found in every single second of today. Until we start to share the love and the joy of the things that we already have today, we won't be able to accept the gifts of tomorrow because our plate is already full. To which you may say that, sure, that sounds easy at first, but what about loss, grief, suffering? There's no joy to be found there. And to that I say, yeah, there is no joy in love in those things. But where there is joy in love is that it resides in the time. Our darkest times provide an opportunity. An opportunity to know that today may contain some of our darkest hours, but it also contains that one second, that one second that we need to make a change, that one second where we can choose to have faith that we will learn from the pain of our darkest hours. Learn from this pain. Come out on the other side and pay it forward so that hopefully tomorrow you can help ease the pain of someone else in their darkest hour. This Thanksgiving, when your physical plate is full and you're ready to dive in, I want you to stop and take a look around for a second. Whether it's the loved ones around you, the roof over your head, or the pictures on your wall, I want you to take a look around and realize that your metaphorical plate is also full. And just like you're going to chip away that physical plate one by one, your metaphorical plate is ready to be chipped away at one by one. I challenge you to chip away. Chip away one by one. And by this time next year, as your physical plate is ready to be reloaded next Thanksgiving, so will your metaphorical. 